podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddock blues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome back to the Paddock Blues podcast. I am joined today by Jamie and Paul. Um, so welcome back, Paul, from um, your trip to Benidorm. So Paul's been in Benidorm for the past little was it a week. I think it was a week, Paul. Um, yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm okay. Um, I'm not as rough as I was when I first came back yesterday. Like, but now me, uh, me liver and me bladder have packed in now and I can't handle anymore. So. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah, that's what happens when you kind of hit, yeah. hit fifty. That's what happens when you hit the 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 seventies, isn't it, Paul? And you kind of you're kind of getting up there now. So I think it's kind of gone to shit, hasn't it? It has, yeah. Well, watching all the World Cup abroad, <laughs> like football every day, drinking every day, it catches up with in the end. You'll get there, don't worry. You will get yeah. there. Yeah, in quite a long time though. I'm still a spring chicken myself, so. Yeah, me and Jamie over here, still little youngins of the pod. <laughs> How are you, Jamie? Doing okay? Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. You? Oh, I'm brilliant myself. Thank you very much for asking. Um, so yeah, on our last pod, me and Jamie have been chatting, and like we honestly had an absolute ball, just kind of sitting and just chatting shit about Everton, really, and just you know some key memories that we had, and you know talking about our favorite goals and um, just kind of what kind of what made us Evertonians really so we thought we would kind of go through our our pod members and um ask them you know some of their key moments favorite moments of Everton and you know some funny stories they have um throughout the years and I mean Paul just being so wise as he is and so many years of of wisdom and and knowledge just a vast amount of years of knowledge I'm just going to stop now because Paul's probably going to drive to Manchester and punch me in the face if uh-huh. I keep going. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, yeah, Paul, I guess. I mean, well, Jamie, what should we start with? What are you thinking? I'm like, what, the, what Ob- we- I'm like the Obi-Wan Kenobi of the goof. <laughs> yeah. So what should we start with, Jamie? You want to, any no, questions? I just, if I have, yeah, so we, are, we were talking, obviously, weren't we, of, you know, what, what Everton means to us and... Yeah, you know how deeply it's rooted into our sort of DNA and our family. So yeah. I, I, I just want to get that. That's the sort of question that I, I really want to get answered. So really, Paul, we'll start from we'll start there. What does Everton mean to you? Uh, absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. Always has done. Come from a family of Evertonians. There is not one red in our family. There just isn't. Like uh, I've never known anything different. People say, oh. I was given a choice. I was never given a choice. It was you're either an Evertonian or you don't like football. And I've always just remembered loving Everton. So yeah, like my dad's me my hero. So yeah, I've, he's an Evertonian. My four brothers are Evertonians. My uncles are Evertonians. My three sisters, their fellas are all Evertonians. It's just like it's just mental. Like every one of us are blues. Yeah. Well, I think that, I, and to be honest, I can actually vouch for that because, yeah, um, I go, I, I obviously, I'm with you, Lauren. Um, 
and you, you, you're a red, you're not getting invited into the house, are you? Especially no. into your mums. Um, and you can feel it. Truly, you can, you know, you can feel whatever it means within the family. Um, so I, I can definitely vouch for that on a personal note. Um, but what would you be your favourite Everton memory then? No, we've got, no, we could be joking and say that you've got loads. Probably I've got loads. <laughs> but can, can you remember one? Is the one that sticks out where you think, you know what, I, I'll never forget that moment? Even it could be good, it could be bad. I mean, man was Louis Saha's goal in the FA Cup final. Yeah. Beat, but, you know, it, it still sticks out for me. It's the one where you, it sticks out for you and you think that'll live with me forever. Uh, it's probably the semi-final in 2009 when Jagielka scored that penalty. Uh, I just remember being on the front row and I noticed someone had crutches and it was my dad. My dad had just had a knee operation but he was like over the other side of the ground but I spotted him. So I, and I rang him up when he, he waved back to me and I went to see them when we when Jagielka scored and I went to him and my brother and we were just celebrating together. That was yeah. just a boss moment. I think we all forgot that it was the semi-final. Forgot that we had another game after that. It didn't really matter, but no, that's probably me, me best ever memory. For being with family and stuff, that's probably me best ever, ever memory. Like, yeah, just because I think it's a lot of people as well, isn't it? Because it's especially in our life, you know, in our area, it's the closest we probably come. So, if you used to do it, people go buy Munich and stuff like that and rapid Vienna. Yeah, but that's I how remember us winning the cup. Come. I remember us winning the cup in '95. Like, I do actually remember that. I can remember it like it was yesterday, so that was a great day. But I think you're just a bit too young to really take in what's going on. I was 11, yeah. while all you were like babies and stuff. But no, it was a great day. That was just I remember thinking that what well, this is the start of Everton winning everything all the time, and it, I'm still fucking waiting now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you got one, Melinda, then, just to bring you... Have you got a memory? I don't think we, we got onto your memory. Have, we, have you got an Everton memory that sticks out? Trying to think. Um, nothing. I mean, there's there's a lot, obviously. Like, there's a lot, but just I'm trying to think of one in particular that really kind of sticks out. I just think there there was yeah there there was one time with my dad and you know we were watching the match uh, in the pub in Dundas and um, you know I, I had um, like you know my Everton top on and. Um, my dad had like blue sweater on um, and like the, this older man walked in and, and he turned to us and he goes, Oh, you, you know, you watching the football. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's so hard to find pubs around here that will show, well, let alone premier league games, but Everton. <laughs> and um, he goes, I, it, it's just so nice to see like, you know, um, a dad and his, and his daughter kind of out like in just enjoying the the football and kind of keeping that, kind of tradition alive despite being over there and just to that like that kind of I think to me just really stuck out um as Paula just said before like just just it's just like the bond I have with my dad like I know everyone's like oh it's football it's just a game but it's so much more than that like it really is so much more than that so and other people can see it too you know like and um as much as like people do joke in my family that I'm like the favorite child like I think it's because I'm a blue and my sister's a red but uh no like there's of course my dad loves both of us but um no it's just yeah it's it's really despite now being over here in in you know I'm in the back in the UK my dad is still in Canada but it's really just kept yeah our our bond very strong so 
yeah, that's probably what sticks out the most. And I think as well, just being back at Goodison recently um, and, you know, watching at home against Palace, like getting those goals and just being so close to the pitch, like in the paddock was just unreal. So yeah, yeah. More days like that, Everton, please. More days like that. Days like that. Fuck's sake, lads. I never usually go to match and have a drink before the game. I just usually go to the game, then go home. But since someone then Melinda came along. Since someone's come over from Canada, I've just been meeting up with her for drinks and we I've I'm 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 like having new match day experiences myself now, so it is like so I mean, it is, it's good. We're, we're cut. We're making new traditions, right? And that's like what it's all about. Like I've supported this club for thirty years. Jamie's supported this club for thirty years. Paul's so you know supported this club for seventy five years. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, like it, it. But still, no matter what, like you know, you still meet people who are ever are Evertonians, and it's just like you know, you create these new traditions. And yeah, and I think as well when we do move to the new stadium, it's it's going to be next level. Like I really do think it's going to be amazing. Um, going to that new pub you know the Bramley Moore pub and stuff like that and we still need to go there by the way guys yeah we do we, need, we mm-hmm. still need to go sure. there we'll yeah, yeah. we'll definitely go there for a pint maybe in the new year um do a podcast in there oh my god we should let's do it <laughs> hi it's the paddock blues live from the Bramley Moore <laughs> you forgot that, didn't you? <laughs> I just had a massive brain fart I don't know what just happened I'm so sorry <laughs> No, but you, but just what you're saying that, Paul, there about your, you know, you've been going to match since you can remember. Um, yeah. And now Melinda's come along and give you new experience of like yeah, having because, a pint yeah. in the Winslow and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that is, we touched on it in our last pod as well. It is what Everton bring, isn't it? It's, let's be like fair, we all, we're all here because of one thing. Yeah. You know, we're, 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 I've now met Melinda through Everton. You know, I, I've now met Jake because Jake's a part of this, and it's through Everton. Every everything is through Everton. Um, yeah. So as much as we love them, we, we also hate them as well. By the way, I really, it's, really hate them. It, um, it's, it, it's so funny because, like, um, you know, w- when I meet people, you know, whether it's I'm out and about in Manchester, if I'm at work or things like that, and they go, you know, you're, you know, are you American? No, first of all, I'm from Canada. Secondly, um, they're like, you know, kind of what brought you here? And, um, you know, I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm originally from the UK, kept my dual citizenship, kind of wanted to come back at some point, And, you know, well, here I am, you know, if I didn't do it, I would regret it, you know? So, but long story short, they're like, um, you know, where are you from originally? And, you know, football obviously gets brought up sometimes too. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, I support Everton. What? I support Everton. What do you mean? I'm like, well, I'm from the Northwest originally, you know. Um, and uh, they're, they're like, oh, well, in Manchester though, I mean, do you have any family here? Or, you know, you have any friends? And I'm like, most of my friends are in like Liverpool, to be honest with you, because that's where the football is. And honestly, like just the, the amount of people that I've met already and I've only been here for five months and the connections I've made and the friendships I've made, like, you know, even like, you know, my new, my new mate, Charlotte, we'll have to get her on the pod, but she's hilarious. But, um, you know, and, and we just instantly click. And the one thing, like you just said, Jamie, the one thing that's brought me to these, you know, people to, you know, make these friendships is Everton. So it's just, it's mental when you think about it, but yeah, most of my friends kind of are in Liverpool or in that area, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. Yeah, it is. And there's, but we have um, I think as well, we all, we, it's it's always going to be there, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's something that we will always carry it on. 
in ten years we'll probably be sitting here another ten years experience. Uh, but yeah, you just go back. We'll we'll have won about eight Champions Leagues by then. Yeah. If we move to yeah. On fucking FIFA, on FIFA 2050. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Paul. Before you touched on, uh, obviously the FA Cup, the FA Cup win, not final, um, in '95. Which is that your first Everton memory, or oh, you no, before mate, that? That's not my first Everton memory. I was eleven. Well, what's your first Everton memory? Do you remember maybe walking into Goodison uh, for the first time, or a player we signed? My first Everton memory must be about. That I can remember, yeah, it was probably about 1991 when Everton, I think they drew 4-4 with Liverpool. And I remember watching that in the house and um, it was on, obviously, because Liverpool took the lead four times and Everton come back four times and I remember it being mental. Another one is about the same year, I was in Salou with my mum and dad, I was only a kid, obviously. And uh, we were watching Everton on the telly in a bar in Salou. I remember just not watching a match, watching my dad, because my dad was that angry and I found it hilarious that my dad was that angry. So they're like my early memories of watching Everton. I also have a weird like flashback memory of 1989 in the cup final when we played Liverpool and they beat us 3-2. So I was only five. And laughing again at my dad at how angry and upset my dad was. <laughs> they've, only had, <laughs> they've only had known what he was going through. But no, that's like an early memory of Everton for me. Like, Yeah, you perceived yourself a lot of pain there. Yeah, you know what's so funny, Paul? It's like that just unlocked like a deeply rooted memory for myself as well. It's probably like early two thousands when we were kind of you know we had settled in Canada. You know we were trying. You know it was kind of hard to like it wasn't like it is now where you can just stream a match. Like it was very different back yeah. then. So it's kind of hard to find places that would even show games. You know we had freaking like AOL dial up internet. Like do 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 like mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? Like it was not the way it was nowadays. And I remember, like, when we would watch, when we would get the chance to watch games, we'd obviously fucking bot- bottle the match, wouldn't we, as as Everton, obviously. And just seeing how pissed off my dad would get, he'd be like, "Fuck this, I'm not watching this shit anymore. I'm fucking done with Everton." He'd be like, "So he'd be fuming." And I would just think it was like the funniest thing. Yeah. And now I'm like, "Oh my god!" Now I finally get it. Yeah. And I'm I there, hate no. I get it now, and I'm like, "Damn it!" <laughs> like I get it. I'm like FML. Like literally this. Oh, it's a horrible feeling. I'm like, Paul, not you, Paul, my dad, Paul, my dad's awful name, Paul. Um, but literally, yeah, uh, <laughs> like, I get it now. Unfortunately, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Tragic. I think that's why they've got to take a lot of blame, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Everton are, are to blame for how unhappy I can be in life sometimes. I don't see believe it, that at all. It is mental to me, the, like, bipolarism that is Everton like I don't even know if that's a word bipolarism but literally like when we when we win and we're playing well I am on cloud nine like nothing nothing can bother me and like literally like it's just crazy nothing can bother me I'm like untouchable then when we lose oh my days everyone knows especially on this pod I do try and be as positive as I can be but like internally, I'm like, I want to die. <laughs> like, it's yeah. awful. It's just so extreme from one end to the other. It's just. It's I think cool. we are, but we have, we have Bolly on, didn't we, from NSNL? And he, he said, like, you're the bubbly one, size to be, keep it positive. Yeah. And he says he can hear the, the despair in my voice. I've, <laughs> I've got a lot of anger that's waiting to come out, but I'm not willing to let it out because nobody wants to listen to me moaning about everything they don't. But 
if you want me to, I can fucking just go on and on and on about what how badly this club makes me feel. But it's all worth it for the good days that we have as Evertonians. You know, we win and it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We just live for them three points. Any three points. I think as well that shows how deeply rooted it is, isn't it? You know what I mean? If it didn't hurt, you know, you don't care. Really, yeah. if it doesn't hurt you, it's something that you're not, you don't care about. So, Jamie, when I was younger, I've, I've, I've had night out plans with my mates and everything, and Everton got beaten on Saturday, and I've just rang them up and gone, I'm not going out. So why yeah. we've had a, we've had a plan for weeks. What's happened? I'm not going out. I just can't yeah. do it. It just, it's, it's affected me that much, like so. And I think that yeah. is as well, mate. It's like. It really does affect you from Saturday to Saturday, doesn't it? And this is why we've again we touched on the pod where the fans of Bournemouth went mad and 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 you seen the scenes at the end of the game. You know, the players have got to take that as well, haven't they? And go, Jesus, this really does mean a lot. Yeah. Um. But the players come and go, don't mate. We're the, we're the constant. Exactly. We are, and we'll always be it, mate. Managers, players, owners, stadiums. Yep. Um, so just to move on quickly, what would be you mentioned like maybe you remember a, a player? Is there a player that you remember as signing where you just think, Oh, I'm so happy we've got him? Uh, Andre Kanchelskis, <laughs> definitely it's got to be Andre Kanchelskis. I mean, you're too young to remember him, aren't you? But I do remember was, Andre Kanchelskis, yeah. he was unbelievable, he was genuinely, genuinely world class. How Everton got him, I will never know. Because he was in his pomp for Man United and they sold him to us when he was flying for them. And we just won the cup and he was just like, he was, he's probably the, gen, him and Hamas Rodriguez are probably, in my lifetime, two of the genuinely world-class footballers that I play for them. And Neville Southall. I have to say them three. But my favourite player, if you're going to come on to your favourite player. Yeah, yeah. Tim, Tim Cale. Oh, thank you, yes. Tim Cale for me. like He's I mean, just the best. Yeah, I love Big Duncan that, but Tim Cale for me just epitomised everything that I want an Everton player to be. Just left everything out on the pitch. He just fights, die for that blue shirt, and that's that's all we ask for. That's all we want. And he was underrated as well as an actual footballer, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. What we do for him now, my God. But yeah, he's my favourite ever Everton player. But my best ever Everton player is Andre Kuchelskis. You did, yeah, we better come, yeah. You brought up a good point there, though, about James Rodriguez. Like, honestly, it's it feels like a fever dream that we actually even signed him. Yeah, I know. Like, it was such a blip in Everton history. Like, it literally feels like even the whole Carlo era, like, just didn't happen. Like, it's just, it's literally like, were we that lucky for a hot minute? Nah, fuck you guys. Just kidding. Like, that's kind of what it feels like. But, yeah. What it's a massive, a it's a massive, blip, massive blip in the matrix, that one. Eh? It, it, it all makes it worse. Like, and you know what is the most Everton thing ever? When I've just literally thought about it now, we're talking about that moment and the, how great we were and Ancelotti coming in and Hammers and all that. It's so Everton that that happened in a global pandemic where we couldn't even see it. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, yeah, Isn't I know that when you think about it, we got the best time we've had in ages and we couldn't even enjoy it because we weren't allowed to go. Well, yeah, there's a story for you. Remember that during the pandemic, they were letting, slowly letting fans in like 2,000 at a time? Yeah. He had to go on a ballot, didn't you? And I got my ticket for the ballot and he got injured. So I, so I couldn't even see him. That's the most Everton thing I've ever heard in my entire 
life. That's the most Paul Brown thing you've ever heard in your life. The most Paul Everton Brown thing yeah. I've ever heard in my entire life. I couldn't even watch. And it. then that fucking idiot comes in and gets rid of him. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Fucking madness. But um, if you've got K- obviously you know Kale's your favorite player and stuff like that. Have you got a favorite goal? Maybe you know it's a Kale goal where it's. It, it could be just through pure class of the player and what he did, or for what it meant. You know, Dan yeah. Gosling's in the FA Cup. Or I picked, yeah. I I picked two really good goals last time, so I don't know if they're going to be one of those ones, Paul, but or if it'll be a different one. Uh, mine's probably pure joy and the noise in the stadium and everything else. And we ended up losing on penalties at the end. By the way, is Arteta's against Fiorentina? Oh my god! I was right yeah. behind, I was right on the corner where the church is in the in the Gladys Street, and it just blew in and the noise I was with my mate Ryan at the time it was like the stadium was going to fall down it wasn't a cheer it was an actual a roar it was unbelievable I thought honestly thought the stadium was going to collapse that's probably my favourite goal like, in, in, like through pure atmosphere as well but every one where you think he has he just done that I heard the last pod Kale's over a kick against Chelsea was good yeah that yeah. that's up goal. there for me that's up there for me there Definitely. probably is goals. That not 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 that can put my mind to, but I'd say for quality goals, that's probably up there. Yeah. yeah. But I love Lukaku. I especially mentioned for Lukaku as well. Lukaku's one of my favorite Everton players. Yeah. A lot of people don't like him because of his attitude and that, but I've never seen a striker like him for Everton. Yeah. And we didn't need him apparently, did we? No. <laughs> um. But as I say, so we were saying there about Goodison. And that is that your favourite Goodison memory? Then would you say is that something that you when you think of Goodison when we moved to Bromley Morton in twenty years, someone goes, "Oh, what was it like at Goodison?" You'll instantly go back to that goal, that song, that memory. I think last season has definitely got to be up there for best memories of Goodison. I mean, singing "Spirit of the Blues" against Palace when we're staying up and stuff like that, and I cried at the end of, at that final whistle. Obviously, I'd had a bad year before that. Personally, like, and it was just everything that just just happened at that moment, and it just all came flooding out of me. It was just, it was mental to think that we'd stayed up. I, I remember staying up against Wimbledon, being ten, and running on the pitch. And I was ten, running up to the Wimbledon fans and doing a V salute to them like I'm a little hard <laughs> enough. It's only ten. Done it against Coventry. I remember staying up against them, ran on the pitch then as well, doing a uh, slide tackles in the uh, Gladys Street goal. Cutting a bit of the pitch up, which is still in my mum and dad's garden now. So, yeah, yeah they're all my favourite memories because they're all like dark days, but that's what we've had to put up with, isn't it? That's, that's, yeah, no, that's been gotta, it, you've got to uh, pick memories out of a bad bunch, really, mate. I mean, it's not like we've had loads. Obviously, our years loads where we won league titles and stuff, but we didn't see it. No. Um, I was alive, though, James. You were alive, yeah. I was alive. For the 66 one. Um, <laughs> I'm claiming it. I was alive. Yeah, I, I would. Hey, we've won the yes. league. We've won the league uh, twice since I've been born. I'm, I'm claiming it. And you moan. I don't remember it though. Shit, been happy on it. Have you got one then, Melinda? Don't think we ever got to yours. Have you got one where you leave? That you leave with when we leave Goodison Park? Will you leave with that memory? I know there's obviously loads that will you'll take, but the best is the one about... that will hold on. The best thing about Melinda is, and I'm quite jealous of it, is that she's making her memories now. It's all new to her. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? Because when yeah. I see her face after the game, it's like, I must have looked like that when I when I was a 
Kids. Long, oh. eh? Yours are old, I, I literally come out of every match. I mean, if we win or lose, just being Goodison is such a special place, you know, like it really, really is. And like, it's going to be very bittersweet, I think, when, you know, eventually we do move because it's exciting and new to go to a new massive grand you know new stadium but Goodison has so much history um you know there's so many so many memories there of course growing up in Canada like obviously I I obviously was not at Goodison um you know I was watching over the Atlantic just you know chilling with my dad but um yeah just just being there now like Paul had said just making these memories like with you guys having our little mat pre-match ritual now meet up we have some breakfast some pints you know like and that stuff, I mean, we'll continue that when we move, but mm-hmm. every single match I come out of Goodison now, because I know that that's one, like, you know, then it's like one less match that's going to be there. So I really do appreciate the time I have there. And I, I am so lucky that I get to go and have this, this last season in a bit, you know, at, at Goodison. So, but yeah, those Paul said, that I'm like a kid in like, like an ice cream store when I come out. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like every time I come out and the game is finished and Paul's like, we played like fucking shit. We fucking lost. And I'm like, I'm just fucking happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So that's yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's gotta be probably um Palace again, like you know, when we played it um at home and, and we won. And I think that to me was very special just because of what West happened Ham. last season. West Ham was your first win, wasn't it? That was my first win, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, you know, Palace is why that was just it, it was it was just great. But um yeah, I just yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just 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 wins like that, I think, and just keeping our little our little traditions alive, I think is gonna be probably yeah, nice, nice memory. That's it, isn't it? It's good. It, yeah. You've got to you've got to take them to the other ground. It's gotta feel like Goodison. It might not be in the same place or even look anything like it, but we have to make it feel like that. Even for us and for the teams that come, we've gotta make sure that it doesn't lose. Now the West Ham moved into the Olympic Stadium. And they were all going mad, going, oh, the atmosphere's gone. They went from the bowling ground. Um, so we've got to do that as a fan base. We've got to keep your tradition up. You've got to keep everyone else to go for a pint, go for a programme, all that type of stuff. And I think we will. I think we will. I don't think yeah. people will lose sight of that. I don't think, I know we're not really talking about the current team at the moment, but unless they pick their ideas up, we'll, fucking, we'll be moving into that new stadium in the league we don't even want to be in. So that's important that we yeah. don't do that, honestly, because. Oh, no. It's really bad, mate. It's really, really bad. Well, we'll touch. We'll, we'll we'll touch on that now, because really we've only got what two weeks now till two two and a bit weeks till we're back. Um, that that's flown by. That's yeah, well, the World Cup finals on the eighteenth, and as soon as that World Cup final whistle goes, the attention's Premier League football. It is, you it know, is, straight yeah. away. I think it's the Carabao Cup, isn't it? Well, three days later. Yeah. So we, yeah. which we're not in. Um, I want to be in it anyway. It's shite. Who wins that? <laughs> but <there's... laughs> Fucking losers win it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we'll we'll touch on a little bit now. What if from Bournemouth to Wolves, what has got mm-hmm. to change? I know we need to we need players, don't we? We do need players. But Paul, I'll come to you first. What's he got to do? How does he do it? He's got to do everything. Everything's got to change. The whole mindset of I'm a big fan of Frank Lampard, but I do think he, I'm a bit undecided with him with, with his ability as a manager, I have to be honest. Like, as a man, spot on, yeah. 
definitely found him in bed. My mum had took him in. Definitely, 100%. But now as a manager, I just he's not showing it to me at the moment. I know he's got a bit of a crap hand. He's been dealt with players he's got and the attitude of these players. But no, I need to see more now. I need to see... God, we're having a football club. We should go out there to try and win every game. I know we haven't got the players to win every game, but just show us that they want us to win. And we need a striker. It's that simple. We need two strikers. Do you think... Sorry, do you think... I will come to, I'll come to Melinda now, but... He was under a bit of pressure before Bournemouth, and I think this World Cup has done Frank Lampard the world of good. Um... But do you think if he gets beat by Wolves on Boxing Day, that's it? That's the curtain? I think he's got four games. So that's where you'd say you've got he's got four games. I was going to say, would you think you'd give him January and then go, I don't right, think, I'll give you your, I don't your players? Got, I don't think you've got a choice. It, it, it happens. It's a results-driven business. Now, even Jürgen Klopp, if Jürgen Klopp was to lose his next six Liverpool games, his job's under threat. He, people would be talking about him getting sacked. It's all about results at the end of the day. You can like the man as much as you want, but if Everton is in the bottom three at the end of January, he's got to go. Sorry. And I'm not saying Lampard out, but that'd be for anyone, whether you'd have Pep Guardiola, Pochettino, anyone to be in the same situation. We don't start picking up results after Christmas straight away. He's, he's in trouble, in my opinion. Yeah. So, Milan, do you, do you sort of agree with what everything's got to change, or can you see things that... He, he just needs slightly tweaking. Do you know what I mean? He's obviously, you know, you're the you're Mrs. Positive, um, <laughs> Mrs. Lampard, Mrs. Lampard, Mrs. Positive, which is good. Uh, it is great to rang? have it. Like used to yin and yang, that is. But um, do you think it's not all as bad, or do you think yeah, it's everything needs to go sort of throw the book at it? I think it's so. I, I see like where, where Paul's coming from, and I think you've got some valid points. I also think it's coming down to the players personally yeah yeah um i think the players i think there's only so much like i'm you know people are like lampard out this not blah blah blah. there's only so much that one man can do there's only so much power that one man has there's only so much influence that he has and i think he's done everything correct in my opinion i mean there are some lineups that have been a little bit questionable um you know when over the last few premier league games and it's made us kind of give our heads a bit of a wobble but we we have to trust the process and i honestly think overall like he he's doing all the right things i think this is a player issue and i think yes we need striker support 100 we need we need some winger support as well i think as well and it's you know even gordon's come out and said himself you know i am not going to rest on these weeks off like i am going to be pushing and training you know there's no time off for me and that's the attitude we all need to have you know you can't just get one win and sit back and go oh yeah we've won all right we can just you know laissez faire and just cruise now like that's not the case like you need to continue to work hard as we all know as you know, people who, as you know, mates that watch the Premier League, is as the season goes on, it gets tougher and tougher and tougher because everyone's fighting to get points. You know, as things start off, it's, you know, it's a new season and it's, you know, exciting and this and that. But no, we're halfway through now. We need to be getting results. I do worry if we lose on Boxing Day. I, I, I honestly, I, I think he might be gone. Honestly. Like, and that's what I'm, as much as, you know, you're saying he's got four games. I don't know. If you look at our last few fixtures, it's not great. Not and as much as I'm and, – and, 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 I'm, and I'm not saying 
that I'm Lampard out because everyone knows I love Frank Lampard, like, well, as a human being, but as a manager as well, I do think he has great potential um, to be a great manager for Everton. He's already had a massive turnaround. They've already brought in some key players. I'd mentioned the last pod, they've brought in Cody, they've brought in Tarkovsky, you know, do I think Mope and McNeil have potential? Of course I do. Absolutely. I think they do, but we, we, I, I just think it's hard though, because I know everyone's saying we need to bring in players. We need to bring in a striker, bring in, you know, support, but bringing in a brand new player now, Paul, exactly right. A, it's money. What, what, what the hell's happening with our accounts? I don't fucking know. B, bringing in now new players in at this point in the season. What if they don't jive with the squad? What if it's even worse? Like, what if we're seeing even worse football now? So it's a gamble. It, it is a gamble. So what they're, they're going to do, I don't know. But I hope it's something because whether it's changing what they're doing with our current squad or whether it's bringing in a new player that they think is going to work with the squad, I just, I, I don't know. But I think it's, I think now personally, it's a player issue. I think the players need to really look within themselves and go, what the hell are we doing? Like, why yeah. is this not working? Why is it not clicking? Why is it not working? Like, I just don't, you know, they individually, they all have their strengths and things they need to work on. And we can sit here and break down the analysis of every single player. But what we're starting to see now, we mentioned this before, is our key, strong, golden players, we're starting to see cracks now because they're having to do the work of like two, three, four people. So why are those people not doing what they're supposed to be doing? Are they, is it simply they're just not good enough to be in the prem? Do they need to train harder? Are they being lazy? Do they not have the right leadership? Which I don't think that's the case. I think that's, you know, box checked completely. But but that's also as fans, we shouldn't have to sit here and worry about that. That's not our job. We no. go, we support those players. And, you know, we have a good time at the match. If they draw, I don't care. If they lose, I don't care if they gave a shit on that pitch. So that's all I'm asking. It's just, I just, I feel like we, they get a good result and then they slack off. That's just the vibe I get sometimes and I don't want to have that attitude and I try and be positive about it but I'm like no the fact that Gordon has come out and said what he said I think is he's letting us know yeah look I'm sorry I'm not going to rest now I'm going to work hard Yeah, I just think it's, know, a, it's, a pro- it's a bit of a problem at Everton the attitude is yeah there's not enough um, pressure to win games of football yeah now I think Frank Lampard is a winner at Bournemouth he's proved it this career he's proved everything he, he does he's Put hundred percent into it, so I'm not Lampard out. That's not what I'm saying. But I just think the nature of the beast of football is if we don't start getting results, they'll get someone in it who does. Basically, I think that's why they'll do you, it. You know what, Paul? Like you just kind of brought up a good point. There is seeing Lampard's um, press conferences the last before the last few matches. You can tell he's changed. You can tell his tone was different. The way he was answering questions was different. I think he's frustrated internally, but he's, you know, he's a professional. So he's not going to show that externally, obviously, but of course he's got inner frustrations. Who wouldn't when you're coming into, you know, a premier league side like this, he wants to succeed as a person. He wants the squad to succeed. Obviously he wants to do well. He wants to get results, but I think, yeah, you know, we've seen him be like everyone's dad and everyone's best friend. And like, there comes a point where it's like, you can't be everyone's best friend. Sometimes you have to, you have to just, Kick the anchor needs ass. to come yeah. down, give him a kick up the ass. And I think that's what's happened over this break. You know, I honestly feel like that's what's happened. I think he has given them a bit of a boot up the ass because that's what, that's what they need. I, I think as well for him, 
you know, he know he, he he's not daft. He's been the Chelsea manager. Let's be fair. When he went when he took his coaching badges, his dream was to be the Chelsea football manager. Of course, of course it was. You know what I mean? And he's done it. So he's probably sitting there now thinking, you know, we, I remember he was linked with the not not Norwich job and he never took it. So he knows deep down this is it. Do you know what I mean? This is it for him. If he gets if it just doesn't work at Everton, no one's gonna Take him. It won't be Frank Lampard, the player. You'll be you'll be completely judged on Frank Lampard, the manager, and whether manager. he's a failed manager. And he probably looked yeah. at it and gone, "You aren't doing this to me. There's no way you're doing this to me." Like maybe with Man United and Solskjaer, and they were like, uh, and the players started to throw him under the bus. It, is it willing to say in there his press conferences have got way like more serious? I think that's he's, he's it's dawned on him and thought, "Now you aren't giving. I'm not going." While you're all just standing there, laziness. And not and being the lazy footballer and letting them away with being lazy, and he takes the bullet because let's be fair, it be him before anybody else. Yep. So, I think he's he's he, that's now in his brain of you're not getting me the sack. I'm not getting sacked through you. If I make a bad decision or don't bring subs on or whatever, or the team's terrible, then yeah, we put the finger at him. Uh, but I would just go back to this point of striker. Do you think? As a fan base, we would give Frank Lampard a little bit more time if we were to see Tom Cannon come in. Now, if we were to go and buy thirty million pounds centre forward and he doesn't work straight away, we're instantly on him. Why have we bought that? Why has he done this? He's got to go. Now, if we were to see Tom Cannon come in, do we think Frank could get a little bit more time just due to the fact that he's brought a young lad in? I think it depends, mate. I think it's it's all like giving someone time, but. Are you going to give someone time when you're in the bottom three? You're not going to give anyone time in the bottom three. If we're eleventh or twelfth and Tom Cannon's in the team, then yeah, happy days. But while we are where we are, I'm just looking at it from a, a footballing point of view, not so much an Evertonian's point of view. Everton are in trouble, massive, massive, massive trouble. So can you put your faith in an eighteen-year-old kid to come in and start scoring the goals? Is that fair? Could you bring him in? Not fair on him, could, you, could you bring him in with a with a new signing? Yes. Bring him in on his own? No. A lot of pressure, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I, and I really don't think I, I really don't think Frank Lampard's like kind of manager. To be honest with you, I really don't know if they're going to be bringing anybody in. Like financially wise, I I don't even know what what's what we've got going on. Yeah, don't think and, anyone does, do you? Madness. And I and I, I it might <laughs> we we might just have to we might just have to form a squad with what we've got. And it might be a case of bringing up you know some of some youth maybe I, but to start to start them no I think he maybe be bringing them on maybe you know 60 70th minute perhaps depending on mm-hmm. what you know who we're playing and what the situation is of the match but I don't know I, I the like, elephant in the room now is Calvert-Loon Calvert-Loon can get fit which we've been saying now for the last six months look, if, he if he doesn't come back fit now then it's time to just give up on him and I don't mean that yeah. in a way where he never plays again but going on a bit now in it look i everyone knows i am like a huge fan of calvert lewin like i am a massive fan of dominic calvert lewin he's i remember you know when 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 he was first playing with with us and just the potential i was like that kid is like unreal and to see this now honestly it's like heartbreaking actually to see a player that you thought was gonna be such a success feel 
and look like this, you know, like it's, 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 it's crap. And the fact that we feel like that, and we aren't even the one we're, we're not, we're, we aren't even Calvert-Lewin. So how do you think he feels as a person yeah. and as a player? Yeah. It feels like absolute crap about it, but he's not going to show that in social media. So I'm sick of people saying, Oh, he's going to go and do this and do that. And, he doesn't want to play for us, which is a load of bullshit. No, but he, exactly. It's a load of crap. If you really believe that, then you need to seriously go and take a walk outside and sniff <laughs> some grass because like, that's not, I'm sure it's not the case, but you can't expect the kid to, you know, be pictured out being all mopey and sad. And, you know, like, no, like he's going to just continue to live his life. Yeah. You know, cause he has to, he's a human being, but just imagine if you couldn't wake up and do what you really want to do for the rest of your life. If I couldn't do my job anymore, I would be so upset, but I'm not going to go out and show that necessarily to the public. But yeah. like, so we have to sometimes take a step back and realize like he's a human being and he doesn't want to be I, injured. No, of course he doesn't. Like you should have seen the way, like when he was back on that pitch and he was scoring at Goodison again, like I, I was right there. I could have touched Robert Lewin's ass if I wanted to, but I didn't because I'm respectful. But like, <laughs> literally, it was right. I was like, the lad's back. He's back. And now for him to be re injured, it's yeah. so, it's so disappointing. Apparently, he was, play, he was playing with a dislocated shoulder in them games, you know. So he is trying. It's not like he's not trying to put himself out there, but obviously, it's just his body's just letting him down at the moment. Of course, it, it is. is. And like, and I, and I hate to say it, but like, it, we we can't rely on him anymore. Like no. the, the club has to move forward. We've given it time. We've given it more than enough time. They've they've been very very patient. But I just think we are in trouble. Yeah, like we're in trouble. We've all we all agree. You know. So yeah. Well, yeah. we're gonna just wrap up on the on the wolves because we could go all day and it's we we don't know yet. So we just we we just sort of got to wait for it, let it happen, and then. We had to react on it by screaming at each other, or we all go for a pint in the Winslow and think we're going to win the league. Um, so I'm going to finish, and I'm going to do. You've got to shoot, but I'm just going to do a dead quick with you and Paul. Um, just a dead quick, quick fire. Few questions, and then that's it. Cool. Um, so we will just go Paul Melinda, Paul Melinda, Paul Melinda, if you like. Um, cool. So favorite away ground. Favorite away ground, Aston Villa. I thought you were going to say Tottenham. Oh, yeah. oh wait, oh wait, you've never there. been. You've no, never no, been no. before, so never mind. You know what? Tottenham is really good, by the way. You should go there sometime. But I'd say Villa. I think Villa's my favourite one. Villa. Melinda? So I haven't done an away day. Wrexham, Melinda? Wrexham? Oh, Wrexham! Yes. You know what? That was a really fun day. It was really fun. We should do a little Wrexham away day, guys. It was are you fun. not? Are you not Boss. feeling like like half Wrexham fan now or are you still all in with Everton um well I got a really cute bucket hat yeah bucket hat wanker so um I'm like somewhat committed I'd say like I'm like two percent committed to Wrexham now, I'll go to so. Wrexham we should do it pod pod day pod day out in our Everton shirts yes yeah. <laughs> right, this is the quick fire ready go on. spirit of the blues or Zed cars Zed Cars. Melinda? Spirit of the Blues, sorry. Uh, Everton win the Champions League or the Premier League? Oh, Premier League all day, yeah. The old badge or the new badge? New badge. New badge. 
winning a home or winning away? Away. Away. Umbra, Umbra or Fulham? Umbra, Umbra or what? Hummel, sorry. <laughs> Fulham? I was like, I was what? Saying, yeah, I, I don't know, yeah. Umbra or... Umbra or... Next one. Umbro or Hummel? Umbro. Oh, yeah, Umbro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pie or hot dog? Pie. <laughs> Pie. Blue socks or white socks? Blue, Blue. socks. Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Oh! Ronaldo. Okay, as a footballer or a human being? Football. It's a sign for Everton. Who would you want? Ronaldo. Messi. Ooh. And lastly, tea or coffee? Tea. Tea. Okay, though. Oh, that was fun, Jamie. I like that. <laughs> you should do that again. That was fun. <laughs> I just made just wrote that thing for you. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Well, thank you, thanks very much for uh, coming on, guys. And let's first some of Paul's ancient stories. Yeah. Well, Melinda, you've got to go out now. Yes, and all, all these young people are going out now. Christmas parties. Yeah, Paul, Paul's getting his Meals on Wheels delivered, and um, <laughs> he has to replace his little medical alert battery on his necklace. Just see, so that's what he's going to be doing tonight. So still got better memories than the both of you put together, though. Woohoo! Yeah. Well, we'll still be alive in the next ten years to make new memories. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. That was so mean. I'm <sighs> kidding. <laughs> Yes. Um, Stick your Harry Potter jellies up your backside. You know what? No. <laughs> I, I okay. Quick, quick question for both of you. So last pod, I had said what player, um, like pick a player that is in our current squad, and what like Harry Bows they would be and why. I said Jordan Pickford tank fastics because he's just always like he's just a tank fastic. Like he literally is a tank fastic. That's like I probably like, I say Ma- Michael Keane is a cola is a cola cube. Like a cola that box. is so fucking accurate. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and I say uh, Yeti Mean is a fried egg. Don't know why. He's always fucking broke. Calvert Lewin is the heart in the star mix. In the blue yeah. star mix, What's he's squish- the squishy heart. Yeah, yeah, that's Calvert Lewin. Big yeah, Tom. He's a big Tom. Who else can we have? Team both any Tom, like. No, Anthony Gordon's the uh, the jelly. Did no, it was the men, the little men that he used to get. Jelly <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, the stick men. The stick men. Yeah, that's oh, so. Yeah. Any <laughs> <laughs> any that's so true absolutely you know what? more personality in a wooden spoon <laughs> you know what that's so accurate like I actually can't cope <laughs> <laughs> so to our listeners as well um, send in please send in questions send in questions look what happens when you don't send in questions we just go off the rails so send in questions and um, as well uh, what Harry Bow you think would go with each player and why so yeah i need to go and get ready for a uh, christmas work party because your girl's very your girl's very excited so yeah um catch you guys in the next pod and thanks for up joining the toffees. Up, the toffees. up the toffees
Sports Social Podcast Network.